0: My daddy's gone on, my grandfather has gone on, my great grandpa's gone on. But you still live. You know, the, the spray is still here. Oh, they tell me of a home, where those storm
1: Welcome to It Still Lives, the Foxfire podcast, where we take you on a journey through Appalachian history one story at a time. I'm your host, Cami Ahrens, and I'm excited to bring to you this month a special podcast about school. As I'm sure we all are more than well aware of, school this year is going to be quite different than what most of us experienced growing up. Most schools around here in Georgia are doing a partial in-person or virtual learning, but we all anticipate that most students will be turning to virtual learning um, in, in a fairly short amount of time. This has presented a lot of challenges, even for us as a history organization looking to increase outreach and engagement with students. Every year we have hundreds of students that come through the museum for on-site tours, and Every year we hear from teachers that this is their favorite field trip because kids get to actually experience history hands-on. We take them to the museum, they get to see demonstrations, they get to handle artifacts. It's not your typical museum experience. And so it's been really difficult for us to find a way to still bring that to teachers um, and learners throughout the state because how do you deliver (laughs) hands-on experiences when you aren't supposed to touch anything? So we've been adapting to this as best we can, creating digital products, and looking at virtual ways of engagement. Today, we're going to be listening to five clips from people who were interviewed about school life in the 19-teens. As you can imagine, their experiences were drastically different from our experiences growing up, and even drastically different from those of the students that were interviewing them. I think these interviews give us a nice perspective on how things change over time. Even though we get comfortable in our ways, it's good to know that things change and that those changes can be good. So I'm hopeful that something positive will come out of all of these stressful and challenging situations that we now find ourselves in. Just to give you a little bit of background, in the 1910s, education was, as I mentioned, very different than what it looks like today. Most people attended school from three to five months out of the year. (laughs) Um, Most of the other time was spent working or else it was too cold to go to school. In Rabin County, there were little, what they called country schools, kind of dabbled throughout the area Uh, These schools were very small, typically one-room schoolhouses, but they were buildings that functioned also as community centers and non-denominational churches. So these physical structures were really important in the lives of the community, which you'll hear in these interview excerpts. Um, But as I said, they also played an important role as schools. Most of the schools, the country schools at least, went up to the sixth or seventh grade, Once you completed those grades, you were qualified to teach at those country schools. Most of the people that were interviewed in the 60s, 70s and 80s about their childhood school experience didn't go past the sixth or seventh grade. In order to go past the sixth or seventh grade, they would have had to go to a high school. There weren't very many high schools around here and would have required them to go and live somewhere else, typically in a boarding house, um, in order to be able to go to high school. So most people just simply stopped their education once they were no longer able to continue at their local school. From one of our interviewees, Lola Cannon, she talks about a pamphlet that was put together on all of the country schools. We actually have a copy of this pamphlet at our museum, um, but it is also available online through Hathi Trust, And so I've linked that on our podcast blog post on our website. There you can read exactly what she's talking about, but you can also see pictures of these schools. So in 1914, the county did a survey of all of the schools and they went to each school, assessed it, um, assessed the condition, the equipment, the teaching, And then they also brought all of the students out with a teacher and took a picture. So it really gives you a pretty complete snapshot of what was happening in these schools at the time. There were 27 white public schools and only two black schools in the county. There was a difference of 1600 white kids versus 80 black kids. This is a pretty big disparity and unfortunately the pamphlet focuses on the majority of children in this region and doesn't really address the minority. Um, However, at every school, there was a significant lack of school equipment, be it desks, tablets, books, you name it. Um, A lot of the surveys mention that the schools didn't even have closets, so kids didn't even have places to put their lunch pails or belongings during the day. Many of the schools only had long flat benches for kids to sit on because that's what was used during church services. So instead of providing the kids with desks that wouldn't be able to be used during the church services, they opted instead for simple benches. Um, many, Many of the surveys noted that there was a quote unquote, neglect of physical environment at the schools. So a lot of the schools were noted for not having well-kept grounds or appealing landscaping, but they also note the lack of windows and the lack of chinking or um, insulation in the buildings. So you get a really comprehensive picture of what these school buildings look like, and you begin to understand why they only went for five months. They went to school from July to November with a short break, to pool fodder in the fields. That's when parents really needed a lot of help from the kiddos. But kids all remember school um, as being a really fun and engaging time. They really liked their teachers. There were extracurriculars such as a boys corn club and the girls canning clubs. These eventually became 4-H clubs and now uh, FFA clubs. So even though there are so many differences even in terms of education or access to resources or the fact that they had to walk to school barefoot for two miles, there are still some similarities. And I think as you listen through these interviews, you'll feel a similar nostalgia for our childhood school years.
2: How about you as is a it, is it little girl? Did you have
3: chores to do and stuff? Yes, I had to feed the chickens and I had to feed the ducks and feed the hogs, and the sheep. Oh, they kept you pretty busy, Dad. But I I went to school every minute that we had school. Mm -mm. My daddy never kept us out a minute from going to school. No matter how much work he had to do that we could help him do, Mm -mm. he sent us to school. But need sure. somebody else to help him work uh-huh. because he didn't have any education and he said he didn't want us to grow up like he did didn't know straight up yeah how, um. many huh?
2: how
3: many years did you go to school how many years did you go to school how many years did i go to school you would be surprised i went to like 22 20 years old you went backward didn't you yes i did years. i went by foot to school yeah. everybody else did
2: I guess shoes were pretty important. You didn't wear them unless you really had to, did you? Okay, well, no.
3: They didn't want to wear them. They all wanted to go barefoot. How many years, out of, I
2: mean, how many months out of the year did you go? School?
3: Well, my first school was four months in the year. And then I went that way for I don't know how many years, don't remember. And then it got to be five, and then six. And six months is the longest we ever went to school.
4: Did you get out
3: in the summertime to help your parents? And got out, got out in the summertime and pulled fodder and cut tops and picked peas and worked for three weeks during that summer season. But I went to school till I was 22 years old, and I don't—I've I got—I ain't got to seven now. Had eight, and all the eight nieces finished high school. And now they wasn't—they weren't—they weren't a. Extra smart, but they were re- they reasonable smart, mm-hmm. and you know they don't know as much as I do in some few things. <laughs> they don't know arithmetic, not nearly as much as I do. They don't know English. They don't know spelling. Well, I tell you right now, you need arithmetic in your life. And you need spelling, arithmetic, spelling, and reading is the most essential subject there. The three R's. Yes. Then the mo- the three R's are the most important studies there. Yeah, I have to agree. I put it this way: if they had two hundred dollars to lend to somebody with on interest for two years and six months. They couldn't tell me. They couldn't put it down on paper and and, and tell me how much they, the man or the woman or whoever borrowed the money would be due them at the end of the two years and six months. And if I had this, if I had this building, this room full of shell corn, I can figure up and tell you how many bushels of corn I'd have if it's in the room. Oh, how many square feet to a bushel? Two hundred and
2: thirty.
3: One one square. Mm-hmm. Well, now they don't teach them that in school, I don't know, I, or they didn't teach my youngins that, I don't, <laughs> my youngins that, I don't know what they do now or not,
4: yeah. that's what I call everyday living. Yeah, I have to agree. We only had five months school, school was that early in the fall, year. later on we got to have a seven month School. And I don't believe, yes, I went to school a couple of years maybe after we had nine mm-hmm. months school.
2: How long did you go to I mean, to what grade?
4: I finished what would have been the seventh grade. Yeah. The schools weren't graded when I, mm-hmm. they were just getting graded, uh, then started the grading process the last, I guess, the last year I went to school. And, uh, then when you finished the seventh grade if you had applied yourself right well you had a pretty good basic yes. learning wasn't that about that wasn't as high as you could go wasn't it then well oh. that was until uh, then the uh, country schools if they if they rated a certain attendance they had uh more and then the uh there was the uh, I'll tell you where you can get some good information on things like that if it's available. I lent my copy of it and lost it. There was a little pamphlet put out uh, about 19 and 12 with pictures of every one of the little country schools and the teacher that was teaching then. And some of them only had 18 students. And that was a lot. Uh huh. That would be the third grade schools. The schools were rated as uh, first, second, and third. Well, a person just finishing the seventh grade you know, could get a third grade school if they want to teach. Now, this pamphlet should be in the, uh, a copy of it should be in the superintendent's office. I believe that uh, Martin Chastain was the superintendent in him, and he visited all these old country schools riding a mule, and we were always so happy to see Mr. Chastain come. He was a jolly fella, and he was uh, always brought some uh, fresh jokes and anecdotes to tell us. He was a lovable person, and I think that he was superintendent at that year. You might look or inquire in the superintendent's office. I I imagine it's a copy kept of it. I had a copy, and several people lately wanted to read it, and some way it got lost on me route it didn't get back to me and I treasured it a lot too one of the things about the little country schools that I liked so much was in the autumn late autumn sometimes the our seventh grade school at the time the years we had the seventh grade school the school closed about Thanksgiving I think I think that's right anyway we would plan a great entertainment dialogues and recitations and songs and oh so many things. If the schoolhouse was small, well I believe they always had the entertainment outside anyway, we'd build a stage just outside the door and uh cut evergreens and decorated that stage. It was beautiful we thought. How much fun we had preparing for that uh, entertainment and practicing all these uh Dialogue. It was good. It was good for the children. And most all of them enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got my education, right?
5: They consolidated this school, took it to the Mm-hmm. And there wasn't nobody here but me and her with my daddy used to get from the old. I had to miss a
2: lot, you know, to help me still trying to find. And yeah, I just I couldn't go right there. I already finished the
5: seventh grade. How
2: far did this school up here go? The like, seventh grade. Okay. Do you know why they called it the Last Chance School? No,
5: nah, I never did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, It's called back in
4: there, You remember any stories that happened to you while you was going to school up there? you
5: ever get into it with a teacher? No, a few times, yeah. <laughs> no, I never did have no problem
4: trouble
5: that, but I remember one time we had a free brawl over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but they was all time trying to raise trouble, you know, with the teachers and all. And they never send the children's school messages after. So my daddy went to Franklin that day or went somewhere. My brother in law out in his. Cut the top and pull the in that field right in there along the road over here. So they come in to school that morning the baby. you ever know any of the Buckshot loves? Oh yeah. Them and Williams and Norton's. getting Norton. Carl Love. Charlie and a bunch of them. These up great big boys, you no know, a lot bigger than me. I just live better. Just to start and Margie Pitt, you ever know her? Margie Norton used
4: to be? I've heard of her.
5: Holly Pitt, wife. Oh yeah. She was teaching school over. there. And she booked one of the young ones the day before. One of them the children, or something like that. I don't know But the next morning, then, just after school took up, we'd all sitting around, had a old wood stove ring. We'd all sitting around the stove, getting ready. So we were all sitting around there. First thing we know, they didn't come to them birds. The they come in. They jumped on the market. North, the boy, I don't remember how they started. Yeah. They can't tell you the details about it. But anyway, they just made a dime for it. And they got her down up on uh, the stage. It's not for of her or that. And Hoover was sitting there, him and Carl Love, Tom Wade, and butt up. Because I was sitting around the stove right over, he jumped up and started to get going to help him, you know. When he done that, old Carl Love had that little stove lift, you know what I'm talking about. He lifted yeah. the aisle of stove with the stove lift. He was sticking in one of the stove wires. Right? And he reached and got that stove lift, the thing there. Back over the head, we broke that
2: stone after it over there. So he said, You that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell me, did y'all have a church up in here anywhere? Oh, like
5: right over there.
2: At the yeah. schoolhouse? Is that where you used to go to church?
5: That's where I went to church till I was up. Oh, I guess I was 10 or 12 years old.
2: And this was when they were having school in there, too, huh? Yeah.
5: But now we quit going to church over there, I believe, before before they had before they moved the school out. I believe I'm right on that. I may be wrong, but I believe I'm right. We quit having church over there then.
2: Now when they consolidated the schools down here, this the children at this school went like to Otto.
5: Went to Otto, you see. And the it was yeah.
2: North Carolina. Right. Um uh, do you? Do you remember, um, when they consolidated the schools up here and they, didn't they send the school up here in, in yeah. Georgia to Dillard and this one out here and they sent the kids to Alto, mm-hmm. is that how they did
0: Yeah. Yeah, this thing. Well, my kids went to Alto. Mildred and Kenneth did. They went to Alto some, but not, not long ago. I think they went Maybe two schools down there, and then they chained them back to buildings. I think they are doing the wrong thing now, turning up that other school. Oh uh, yeah, what what's your opinion of them taking the high school kids all the way down? I don't
2: think, I it's think, sir.
0: I don't think it's a good idea. They're putting too many together. Mm-hmm. Teachers when they have too many kids, they eh? You know, the more kids a teacher has, the less that she can do for them. I mean, you know, I think if they left that school, leave that school, get her down there, would be the best thing they could do. A lot of the kids from up here went to finish the raising Gap, but went to school over here. Mm-hmm. There, there's a last chance school in North Carolina and then the one at the Church?
6: Well, uh, I remember the uh, the last chance a building. I've been to it, but I was never uh, at that time. Uh, I don't remember ever going to a school there because I always went to the Bettye Street School, and I remember it quite well. Do you, can you um, describe? I it went two it? years. Yes, and I have uh, some pictures of the old uh, building. If, it okay. was, if they were building the new church and they moved it over.
2: Did you all like uh, help tear it down? Yes, nice? Ned
6: and I uh, tore the old building down and dated. it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was used, it was really, uh, it was donated as a church, I mean as a school, and then the people the Peking community used it for church purposes also. Mm-hmm.
2: That was up until the church that's there now was still? Uh,
6: yes, uh, and uh, I only went two years now to the school until we, we were consolidating the building.
2: How many uh, classes did they have there?
6: We had, they had seven classes. The seven uh, and you had to go then to uh, Reverend Gap to high school or, or mm-hmm. uh, Daisy. At that time, I was in grammar school and she was uh, going into high school, and she went the fall right. to a little boarding school. But um, I went through the third and fourth grade there. This got a, a little different than our ages. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah.
2: Did, uh, do you remember anything in particular that comes to that in your mind back at school or the teachers or any experiences that? You had?
6: Well, uh, Daisy Remy was uh, the first teacher that I had there. And she was very young and, and very active, and she would get out and play with us and turn cartwheels and uh, all things <laughs> like that that you just wouldn't expect you know, from adult. But uh, she did all those things, but uh, it's something that you remember very much. And uh, she would play ball with us, And just anything that uh, that the children played when she played too. And uh, then Miss May Grimes was the, uh, she was an elderly lady, and well, she wasn't really at that time, I don't suppose, but she seemed to be the lead. And (laughs) (laughs) she, uh, He gave prizes uh, more than most teachers did for she, for things that she would have you to do work. They look up uh, so much material uh, in a geography book or on a certain subject, and uh, she would give a prize for it. And, and, uh, she they were both very good teachers, I remember, but uh, they had so many to many different prizes that you studied while somebody else was having. Uh, if you were having, uh, you had your arithmetic, and then they, she went on through with the arithmetic part to the seventh grade, and then she'd go to the English and all that and then a little stuff. And you mm-hmm. could draw or, or study or something during that time while she was teaching oh right. uh,
2: <coughs> Do you remember uh, how you felt when you started having to go to Billings instead of Base Creek? Did you have any feelings about it, or did you miss the old school or anything?
6: Well, uh, I don't suppose I was really too young to think too much about it. I do think that the uh, adults felt like that when you took a school out of the community, you took uh, something from it because uh, I don't think they were ever as active in the big school as they were in the small school. Yet, I'm sure they realized that they would get, you know, that you would probably get a better education by combining, but still uh, they didn't take you, well they didn't go to all the plays and all those things that you had like they did mm-hmm. For one reason, because of mm-hmm. transportation at that time, it was hard to go the, yeah. the see it was five miles to Dillard, and uh, and they, we were used to walking back and forth to two miles to school that we had together, and we thought didn't think too much of that because we did that during revival. We went going to church or at night or whatever, and the parents all went to all the social events, so, uh, and they had box suppers and things like that to raise funds for the school, uh-huh. and uh, so when they went to the community school, I can't remember my parents ever going to anything like that they had it uh, Delray Community School.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> did, when you switched over, did did you ride a bus?
6: Then? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. did.
2: The bus then, <clears throat> then came as far up as you lived.
6: No, uh, it only came the Main Road, and everybody had to walk out. <laughs> right. It uh, didn't uh, make the little roads like it does now. You had to uh, <coughs> walk to the to the bus.
7: Well, do, do you remember much about school? Yeah,
8: I remember going through that school up there and the teachers you said it was we had. A, you
7: said it was a five-month school. A uh, five-month school. Was that in the wintertime?
8: Well, it would start in July. I think we had two months in the summertime, maybe. And the rest, of the next three months from uh, September, October, and November. It was usually out around Thanksgiving week.
7: Uh-huh. And so you have a break in there though for crops and we stuff. We had
8: to stop out and pull our fodder, you know. Everybody yeah. pulled fodder. Yeah. I right. don't know what they done it for. It wasn't much to it. I well,
7: With your schooling then, did you go through the equivalent of, say, the sixth grade or something uh, well, like that? Well,
8: I'd say the seventh grade because something. I come, we come here and I took the seventh grade at that school over there two years. Uh-huh and I thought surely I'd got through the seventh grade.
7: And was that as high as it went? That's as high
8: as it went then. If you went to school anymore, you had to get away to go to Cleveland. They had high school up there that hadn't been, they hadn't had high school long. And a lot of people would walk and go, that is the boys, you know, the girls didn't, or they might go and find a boarding place and board up there and go to school. Close go to to high school, to. and because they got through high school, they go to teaching. Yeah. And a lot of them went to teaching when they got through the country school over there, yeah. just the little hmm. country school that we went to.
7: Do you remember, <clears throat> in school and at home and around, just having uh, games and? Toys and uh, recreation free time like uh, recess at school for example, what would you all, all we do? We to you remember? build
8: play out in the woods in the fall of the year in October when the leaves is pretty, you know. Yeah. String leaves together and go around, you know, and leave a door in the window and pile take rocks and get moss and put on half of the chairs.
6: Yeah. Oh pile we had
4: everything good in there.
8: They give us plenty of time to play. What about We'd have morning recess and dinner recess was an hour and uh, 15 or 30 minutes of the morning.
7: Was was the school in a in a church building or was it, no, a, regu- it no, was a regular school house? No,
8: it was a, the church and the school was built on the same ground.
7: But there were two different buildings?
8: Yeah. At first it was just one room and then they enlarged that one room as
7: Population
8: uh-huh. began to increase, yeah. you know.
7: Now, was that school on Cartuga Jay?
8: No, it was there in, at Union Church.
7: Oh, yeah, okay. I get, yeah.
8: The yeah. name of the church, it was Methodist Church, but it they named it Union Church. And it was for everybody, you know, not just the yeah. Methodists. Right. And uh, the schoolhouse was down below it a little bit. And then they built another L onto it on the back of it. Onto the end of the old one, and then extended another enough for another room for the first graders and second graders. They had up to the fourth grade, up to the third grade in that room. And then you took up the fourth, you went to the other room.
7: So they had two teachers? Mm hmm. They
8: had have two teachers. Yeah. Oh, there was a crowd of them went to school. About all they could do, you know, great big grown boys and come to school and get to play ball.
7: Yeah. What did you like in school about subjects and stuff? Your, did, you like, did you enjoy any
8: uh, Well, I didn't have English any trouble or, with any of my subjects. You
7: went right through I, English and math and everything, just yeah, went right on.
8: Yeah, it was always easy for me and there so, was one that couldn't learn nothing and she'd sit down and copy what I uh-huh. had uh, on my tablet and she'd hand hers in she was up with me. Yeah. If I was
1: wrong, she wrong too, you see. Thanks everyone for listening to It Still Lives, the Foxfire podcast. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to click subscribe or share the show with a friend or leave a rating or review. All of those things really help us in continuing and promoting our show. As with everybody, COVID has not been kind to Foxfire and we rely completely on the support of listeners and donors just like you. Foxfire is a nonprofit and in order to support our mission, unfortunately, we have to solicit donations. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please consider supporting us by heading over to our shop at www.foxfire.org shop and purchasing some merch or one of your favorite Foxfire books from which these audio clips are featured. You can also subscribe to our Patreon program, which is a digital monthly membership. Each month you receive a digital copy of a back issue of the magazine, and you get a special coupon code to use at our shop to get some of that great merch that we all love. If you can't do either of these options, that's okay. Please just consider sharing the podcast with somebody else or leaving us a review or subscribing on iTunes. All of those things go directly towards supporting our mission. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time.
5: If you don't like that, you can throw it away. I like it. <laughs>